Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I'm your host, Alicia Brown. And on today's episode, I'm getting a little vulnerable with you as I just went to the doctor last week. I got some blood test results back and I was unhappy with one test result in particular And it kind of spun me into the diet mentality really quick, hoping to resolve this with nutrition and to go to the extreme. Have you ever been there? (laughs) Whether it's a weight-related concern or a blood test-related concern, it's like you leave the doctor's office going in feeling like sort of relatively healthy, but like leaving like you are super unhealthy. Well, that's how I felt. I was feeling somewhat fine other than the concern that I went to the doctor for feeling somewhat fine, but leaving the doctor's office feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm super unhealthy after getting this blood test result back. And the truth is I'm not super unhealthy. I found myself after being anxious about that whole experience, but it's something that I want to share with you. I want to let you in on my experience because I know that I'm not alone, kind of fearing feeling fearful after a doctor's visit and kind of using nutrition as the thing that we can control to get ourselves out of it. And we go to this zero to a hundred mentality because guess what? We want to be healthy. We want to take care of ourselves and we view food as something that we can control in order to do that. However, that often fosters a very chaotic relationship with food. It fosters such criticism of the self. And over time, it's just honestly not sustainable or good for our health overall. And before I get into this conversation, truly like intuitive eating is possible for anybody with any chronic condition, including celiac disease, irritable bowel syndrome or disease or diabetes, etc. I pick out those three because I have celiac disease myself. I don't eat gluten. I eat intuitively. I have, uh, I was going to say Crohn's, but I don't have Crohn's. I have the sister of Crohn's, ulcerative colitis. Um, I've talked about it on the episode, on, on the podcast before. My colon just gets extremely angry sometimes. I can't control it. It's an inflammatory disease. Both of those are chronic diseases. And today I want to talk to you about blood sugar and diabetes because it was my A1C test that came back high. It came back saying I have high blood sugar. I'll explain what that means. I'll explain how I talked myself down from demonizing sugar by the end of this episode, although seems like I have high blood sugar right now. And I'm going to back way up into the most ironic part of this episode, which is my dad recently went to the doctor and discovered he had high blood sugar. He gave me a call and he said, thank God we have a dietitian in the family. I said, yes, let's talk about food and nutrition. Tell me what the doctor told you. Here are some things that we can do. And I really stressed the point to my dad and having this conversation with him about blood sugar that we didn't need to go zero to a hundred, that there were slight considerations that he can that he can implement with meal planning to buffer blood sugar spikes. You know, for instance, big surges in blood sugar come through eating foods with a lot of sugar, a lot of glucose alone. But if we buffer them, say with some fat and some protein, that can help buffer the blood sugar. So say instead of eating a bagel, you can put a bagel with cream cheese on it. 
okay, which you would typically do anyway, right? Or a bagel with butter or a bagel with peanut butter, even better, we have protein and fat. That can help buffer the blood sugar. And so when it comes to managing conditions like diabetes, where we care about blood sugar, we can make slight dietary changes um, and really see big improvements. You get a big bang for your buck with a just slight improvement. And I told my dad, you can still add sugar to your coffee. You can still eat sugar. You still eat fruits. My goodness, eat fruit, right? The fiber, protein, fat, all of those things are going to help buffer the blood sugar. You can still eat a very varied, fun, nutritious diet. We don't have to go zero to hundred. Don't even worry. We can talk about insulin and use of insulin, and that's totally fine. If we need to use insulin, great. Anything that we can do to um, kind of manage blood sugar in a way that feels supportive um, and not disruptive, incredibly, to our daily life. And so what I didn't do in that conversation with my dad was say, eat this, not that. Here are a list of sugary foods. Here are a list of sugary foods to avoid. Here are a list of non-sugary foods to not avoid. Just eat these, not these. Um, avoid sugar at all costs. Like, do you see how that would lead to this all or nothing sugar is bad mentality? And so when it would come to like eating a banana for my dad, he would be freaked out, right? Oh my God, Alicia said to not to eat a banana. No, now he knows that the banana is great. It offers so much nutrients. Yes, it contains sugar. Let's pair some peanut butter with it. And so just those simple considerations was all I gave to my dad. And I didn't monitor him. I didn't say, you know, uh, give me a list of what you're eating. I'll check in or anything like that. I just said, hey, dad, can I call you next week? And just let me, let me know how you're feeling. Let me know if any of these considerations like worked at all. And um, he was pricking his finger to um, detect his blood sugar after mealtimes. And he was like, oh my gosh, those considerations were great. They worked great. I didn't change all that much, but my blood sugar is down significantly. Thank you. Even just the simple switch from going from sweetened tea to unsweetened tea, he found to be a super revelation. He likes it more. Um, and it really is something that he finds is really quite tasteful and good and um, awesome. So, so he's discovering more on his own way to know what feels good. And the cool thing about blood sugar, especially if you are managing blood sugar, you can know after meals kind of exactly where you're at. And if you can have a healthy relationship with those numbers, you can manage in a pretty normal way. And so we just don't want this to get too obsessive, too extreme, but rather be supportive. And the best feedback that my dad found after just one week of making some of these food combinations in a way happen and kind of thinking about blood sugar in this way, after one week, he's just feeling better. He made a correlation between exercising and feeling better. He made a correlation between some of these pairings and seeing his blood sugar go down. He was completely validated. Uh, he completely validated his own efforts to discover health in this process. It would have been extremely different if I said, eat this, not that, move this way, move this much, do this type of intensity. It would have been a different relate. He wouldn't have discovered it on his own because now he's built some momentum. And he's really, um, instead of going the all or nothing mentality, he's just like living his life and loving these new considerations that he's placed on it with the motivator of seeing his blood sugar go down. And I'm so proud of my dad.
But this episode isn't all about my dad and how inspired I am by him in many ways. It's also about me because two weeks later, after I had that conversation with my dad, it was me in the hospital having a high A1C. And instead of talking to my dad the way that I did to him, I talked to myself with so much judgment. When I saw that A1C number be high, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so unhealthy. I'm eating so much sugar. How can I cut out sugar? Sugar is bad. Sugar is wrong. (laughs) I must be eating out of control. I had all of these judgments toward myself that were completely phantom, untrue. And um, I, before I saw that test result, I thought I was super healthy. I felt healthy besides the concern that I went to the doctor for, of course. But for the most part, felt healthy. And oftentimes it is that way with blood sugar. If it's high, we sometimes don't feel it. It is virtually symptomless until it's high for a very prolonged amount of time. The body can tolerate a high amount of blood sugar hanging out in our system for a while, but it does take a toll on our body. So we do want to decrease that blood sugar. But it's funny that when I got that test result, I was like sharply critical of myself of my health. And you know why? It was because I was fearful about potentially having diabetes. I was fearful about having a mismanagement of blood sugar. I said, poor me. I already have celiac disease. I already have ulcerative colitis. I'm already dealing with so much. I can't take another autoimmune disease. Poor me. And I started thinking about my diet. I question everything. And I let that anxiety run the show for a while until I centered myself, until I dropped into my body and reconnected with my my whole self for a moment. I took a few breaths. I took a step back. I took a hot shower. I was hungry, so I ate. (laughs) And a second guess what I was eating in that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, is there sugar? What should I do? Nothing about what I talked to my dad about. It's so different when it's me, I guess. And so I talked myself down and I'm like, no, I am healthy. No, if I have diabetes, it's okay. I can eat intuitively and have diabetes. I don't have to demonize sugar. No, if I have to take insulin, that's okay. We can manage this blood sugar. It's no problem. I've been wanting to incorporate more fitness. What a great time to think about physical activity. I have access to Jamie at Fit Ragamuffins virtual fitness app, which I'm so excited about. All of the participants that are with me in the workshop do. And so we're so enjoying that. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'll just do some of those workouts. Um, I'll enjoy it. I've been looking forward to that. Um, what a great motivator to do it, to think about blood sugar this way. And as far as my diet goes, I'll just you know do the same things I told my dad. It's not extremely high. I have a chance here to just layer on some of these considerations. And even if it does get higher, I can use insulin. Like instead of thinking about all of the problems about my diet, about me and about my health, I was solutions oriented at that point. And it was only because I went from a place of resistance to a place of opportunity. I went from hating myself in this situation with this blood sugar thing. I'm extremely unhealthy. I sifted through all of that resistance. I found the truth. And then I was able to discover the opportunity through it because the truth is this is not detrimental. There are things that we can do and we can still make nutrition and food something normal, reasonable, 
manageable, not all or nothing in the process. And this is exactly why anybody who has a chronic condition, I highly recommend intuitive eating. You can eat intuitively if you have celiac disease, if you have any bowel condition, if you have um, diabetes or anything like Hashimoto's, if you have a PCOS, you can eat intuitively. It will be better than any strict diet fostered by the diet mentality that brings you to a place of having a poor relationship with food. Yes, we can make considerations with the result of being how we feel without falling into the diet mentality. We can still honor the body, its desires, its sensations. We can respect and honor the body with food even when we're considering health-related concerns related to diet. And so now I uh, am just living my life. I pretty much eat uh, relatively the same, just with some blood sugar considerations, just like I did for my dad. And things are good. Yeah, going for more walks, thinking about fitness a little bit more. I'm not going to go zero to 100. I've been there so much of my life. It's been a lot of my life in the zero to 100 game. And I think a lot of people like us that are ambitious, driven, driven and determined and have, you know, the sense of like willpower and determination, you know, like we're going to go 100 miles an hour because we feel capable of doing that. And we are. But when it comes to our health and when it comes to our overall well-being, going 100 miles an hour oftentimes just leads us to burnout. We have to find space and room for flexibility because that leads to sustainability. And so for me with my diet, I'm going to still have ice cream, okay? I'm going to still have foods with sugar. I'm going to eat some fruit. I'm going to potentially add a syrup to my coffee. I'm going to syrup to my pancakes for sure. But there are considerations that I'll make on top of that. Knowing about blood sugar, having that nutrition information, but also channeling it through my intuitive eating lens then gives me the power to still have the authority over that food rather than be run from fear with the food. Does that make sense? And so it's like we can still have a healthy relationship with food and honor the body while honoring these conditions. To overall have a very sound relationship with ourselves, with our food, to cultivate better health. And this over time leads to the embodiment of health in a great way. So for example, like my celiac disease, when I first got this diagnosis, I was, oh my gosh, I was so, um, I was so discouraged. You know, I thought like, oh, I can't eat anything that I used to eat. Um, I don't even know what gluten is. I don't even know what it's in. I fear everything. But once I got to learn a little bit more about it, and after like a whirlwind of disordered eating, actually, and um, kind of finding myself in the diet mentality as a result of the celiac disease, I now would call myself a prideful intuitive eater uh, with having not consumed gluten in years. And so you can still avoid things and eat intuitively if you recognize that it's a very real thing that you're avoiding for a very positive return on that investment. And a negative, I could still eat gluten if I choose to. I know that I can, just as if, you know, with my blood sugar, I can still eat something absolutely sugary if I want to. With gluten, the effects are extreme. With blood sugar, they're less but it's the consciousness that runs. And it's my food authority that gives me 
that that gives me the empowered energy I need to really make food decisions with my body and my best interest for my health in mind together. So I wanted to share that story with you. I um, am happy to talk about this further. If you have any chronic conditions that you want to talk to me about, I'm so happy to. You can find me on Instagram at Brown underscore AB on Instagram. That's where you can find me. Um, I love making this parallel between chronic conditions and intuitive eating because I still feel like intuitive eating is the best solution while considering these health conditions at the same time, instead of getting into the food fear and the all or nothing diet mentality, so important. So incredibly important because your chronic conditions don't have to run your life. If you have diabetes, if you have anything uh, that you feel like is severely impacting your life, especially my ulcerative colitis, it doesn't have to. And it doesn't have to impact your nutrition in a way that is a detriment detriment to your overall health and well-being more than it is supportive. <laughs> And so I'm super passionate about this conversation. I wanted to share with you the raw feelings that I had after receiving that blood test, how I talked myself down, how I've normalized this uh, relationship with myself and my health and my blood sugar and my food right now. And I hope this is serving to you in some way. Um, Absolutely. I want you to embody health and wellness. I don't want your anxiety and fears to run the show. And if that's you, if you want to have a more empowered relationship with yourself, your body, and your health, I have spots available to work with me one-on-one. If you would like to work with me one-on-one together, I have about four spots available and you can reach me again on Instagram at aliciabrown underscore ab.com or you can send me an email, alicia at aliciabrownab.com. Alicia at aliciabrownab.com. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it and I look forward to seeing you on Thursday's episode and take care. Have a great week. Talk soon.